podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfner. It's Mark Andrea Whistler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening to the Game to the Podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> hey welcome back tennis fans haven't seen you guys in quite some time and what better time to bring you a podcast than a semi-final in beijing where we've got some well some of the best players on tour let's be fair we've got zverev medvedev alcaraz and sinner it doesn't get much better than that does it jg no, that's right. And like you say, it's been a while. Um, the start of this event, I did do a draw preview. I don't yeah. think you was part of it. So it's like a, a mini draw preview. I didn't go round by round, but I don't feel like it needed it. And maybe I was right a week ago today uh, when I did that video because pretty much every result has gone the way you'd expect it to, to have gone. We've seen Sinner with illnesses facing adversity coming through. We've seen Adklaz beating everyone. We've seen Medvedev have a little a bit of a wobble towards the end of sets, but still come through. And Zverev continuing his fine form. So that is the semi-finalists. They're the ones you thought on paper were going to get there. I said we could have seen a wobble from Medvedev. We kind of have, but he's come through. I fancy Zverev to maybe beat Medvedev, um, but we'll get onto that in more detail in this video. And then I've said before, Adkaraz, I believe now will get world number one. I think he, regardless of the fact that he's never played in these tournaments before, of course, there's a few of the younger players who haven't played here. Um, I just feel he's that good and so consistent. He's hardly lost a game all season. What makes me think he's going to start losing now? I mean, he it's looks amazing. Fair. Yeah. To, let's be honest, he looks incredible on the court and he doesn't, there's no sign of it ever letting up. That's the one thing that I've noticed this week, him playing in Beijing. I thought maybe he'd, uh, well, his body may start giving up a little bit like it does at the back end of the year, like it did last year. Hasn't been the case. He just looks like an absolute destroyer on the tennis court right now. And the way he took out Massetti the other day, I mean, remember when they were both coming through and we were like, oh, God, wonder who's going to be uh, the one who just really, well, there's no, it, it's leaps and bounds now. Absolutely yeah. destroyed Massetti. It was, it was not even close. Casper Rude, the same. And Medvedev, I know that you say a little blip, but, the little blip was against somebody who's having a bit of a resurgence at the moment, Ugo Umber, who knocked out Andre Rublev as well. That's got to be noted. That was an impressive performance. And Umber playing some of that great tennis that we knew he was capable of when I had him in my top 10. <laughs> That's probably two years ago now. But I think he played absolutely fantastically well against Medvedev. And Medvedev just proves... Well, he was my favourite for the tournament. I know you had Alcaraz, I had Medvedev, and he had the gauntlet to run Medvedev. And he still may have one last thing to do, and that is get past the like of Sasha Zverev and look how well he's playing at the moment. Yeah, let's get into it. So we've got Oli saying, what a lineup! Beijing 2023, Alcaraz Sinner on the top and Zverev Medvedev on the bottom. 
predictions. Well, we're going to get into our own predictions towards the end, but let's build the narrative. We'll start with Carlos Alcalaz. Um, I feel like you've said already everything what needs to be said about him, but Casper Ruud, he's just played him in the quarterfinals. It was at the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, them two, it feels a little bit like the Sissipas Alcalaz matchup. It's straightforward. Head to heads for love. Um very straightforward, as as uh, Jose Morgado says. 12th semi-final of the year for Adkaz in 14 tournaments. His ninth top 10 win of the year in 12 matches. Rude was never going to trouble him on, in these conditions. No. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I'd actually agree with you on, I know from our last countdown episode, which I know you're saying, I don't really care who else qualifies for, uh, for Turin for the ATP Tour Finals. And I'm sort of seeing where you're coming from a little bit at the moment. Obviously, I said Anzverev. I think that you could probably say and Sinner, and then after that, no, that's the, that's the way I'm. No, sort of... I wouldn't include Sinner. Maybe, but you know that he's more of a consistent performer at the moment than the other people in that list. You say that, but come tomorrow or early hours, <laughs> whatever time it's going to be, after he's just lost to Adkala six one six three or something. We're going to start then saying mm. he's not quite there. And I'm not meaning that in a dis- disrespectful way to Yannick Sinner because I think he's awesome. He is a really good player and he's one for the future. And I'd like to see him win some Grand Slams and he's certainly capable of it. But I just find at the moment in his current stage, there's always something going on with him. He's either got something wrong injury-wise. He's either got a bit of a cold or a fever. Well, funny you should say that. Fatigued. Um Stomach issues. Look, here we go. What a fighter, despite a strong cold and stomach issues. It's just, I'm going to leave it there, actually. I'm not going to read them. <laughs> it's always that, I feel, with Yannick Sinner. Am I being harsh? Let me know in the comments section. Mm. I think he's really, really uh, a good player. Um, and he's now the top four's one win away. Is he going to be able to get that win? Probably not. Is he going to push Alcalaz close? He's got the ability to. He's already shown to go toe-and-toe with Alcalaz. And we've seen some of the best tennis we've ever seen watching them two play in a Grand Slam. Yeah. I mean, love to say we get a fantastic semi-final. But with Yannick Sinner towards the back end of an event, I just am not, not, not keen on it at all. I don't know. Well, I, I disagree a little bit there with you just because I think... They're three and He's three in the, the corner. Heads. They're yeah. three and three in the head to head, and in best of three matches, I think Yannick Sin is pretty good. I mean, he won their last one. What was that semi final in Miami? Lost the one before that. That was the semi final in Indian Wells, and then the one before that was the big five setter. So they're they're pretty toe toe and toe these uh, two players. If he's got a strong cold, I mean, the way Alcaraz is playing, if he if he shows any sign of weakness, Alcaraz is going to blow him away. That's the way it looks this week. Alcaraz is doing everything right. And that, how hard he hits the ball. And just watching like Hanfman in his first match, just watch the ball just fly past him. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. He's just that good. on his When he's on his game, Alcaraz is pretty much unstoppable. But we have to see if he's on his game. Semi-finals, though, have been a bit strange for him. Do you not think? The one mm. against Medvedev, US Open. The one yep. against Djokovic, Roland Garros. The one against Sinner, like you said, where he lost. Alicante's had some strange semi-finals this year. Um, 
all of them against some of the best players in the world. So it's not like a, a big criticism, but I feel like the nature and the way he lost some of them was a bit surprising, especially that last US Open one. So let's hope yeah. we don't see a repeat of that. Um, but like you say, I think if he plays 80%, he'll be all right. He'll get through Yannick Sinner. I think you're right in saying it's tight based off the head-to-head. I just find when Sinner is having a bit of a few issues injury-wise or in this case, sickness, he's never going to be a match. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a real tough one to call. I mean, I feel that Alcaraz, he's probably... No, I don't think... I'm saying it's not a tough one to call. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you think it is. In, I don't I, think it is a tough one to call. If he wasn't sick, I don't know if it all depends on if Alcaraz comes out with a top level, and Sinner is sick, it's not close at all. If Alcaraz's level is not quite there, and Sinner's maybe feeling a bit better, I think we will get a, a competitive match, and that's that's the elements that have to be uh, on point for us to get that type of match. Though, do I think that's going to happen? Wait and see. I'll give my prediction in a minute. <laughs> and I'll tell you how I think it's going to go. Right, let's move over to Sasha Zverev. He's someone yes. on the countdown you said should be included as the full favourite to win the ATP Finals. We'll speak about that on the next episode of the countdown in more detail. Yeah. I tend to agree a little bit. I think he is coming back now to a level. He's obviously already just won in China, uh, yep. beating, who was it? Sefulin, I believe, in the final. Yes, told you he'd come back. Wasn't the most challenging of draws, um, but he's certainly been on a really good run. US Open, he beat Sinner, lost to Alcaraz then in the next match, um, and he's not really been losing many matches. Before that, he's re- the only players he's lost to is Alcaraz and Djokovic, really, for some time. Um, before that was Davidovic for Kina, start of August, but... He's certainly back. He's still he's playing a lot of tennis matches at the moment. So I'm, I think he's getting his match fitness up. He's just beaten Jarry, a player who I was yeah. anticipating to do very well um, in um, in Beijing, purely because of the altitude. It does favour the big servers, big hitters, and Jarry's looked really good. Zverev is someone who's famous. He said a few years back, I think in 2019, that he loves the conditions here. It really suits him. And that's why in the draw preview, I actually had Zverev going further. And the picture we see on the screen, Adklad Zverev, that was my final on my uh, mm. preview before a ball was hit. And I think that is really, really likely. I feel like I hit the nail on the head back then because we've not seen many surprises. Everything has gone yeah. exactly how I expected it to go, this Beijing. It has. It's all sort of fallen into place. And we've got the, the four like form players, let's say. I think Zverev. I, when I was watching him the the other day, when he uh, who's it? No, Fakina. It was an incredible match against Fakina. I mean, give Zverev credit. He's been to three sets every single match in this tournament, and they've not been easy matches. He's been losing tie breaks and still winning matches. Yeah. I mean, that's not normal for Zverev to be losing tie breaks so much. But the match against Fakina, Fakina was on, and this was like top form Fakina. And the one thing I noticed about Zverev, and it's something no one really gives him as much credit for, is he's just got a dog inside him that he just chases everything down. He gets everything back. And he has like that winner's mentality, I think, in that sort of respect that you don't really see with some of those other players. I don't even think Sinner has that same fight 
that Zverev has to to just come back into a point and just salvage a dead ball and then win that rally after 30 shots or something. I think Zverev has that and uh, he's been showing it this week. Yeah, certainly. I'm not sure where he is in the live rankings now, but I'm looking like he's inside the top 10 at the moment. Most likely that's going to get uh, higher and higher. And Zverev, you can officially say, is back. And yeah. you'd expect yeah. him to be in 2024, I don't know, knocking on the door, I guess, of some of them top players and competing with the very best. We might see some big matches with the likes of a Djokovic or an Adkalaz next year again. Yeah, you can see him there just outside. He's on 3,450 points. Uh, if he was to win this uh, tournament, he would go all the way up to 3,770. So he would, <laughs> he would be able to move up to ninth, yeah. So not that great, but still, it's one one person. Kasper Rude, somebody who I didn't have in my top 10 come the end of the year, I think. Uh, so that one's looking quite good at the moment. Uh, pass. I mean, less said about him, the better at the moment. You called it. You said Jarry's going to beat him. He beat him. We both said we don't know what's going on with him at the moment. I'm not going to speak about him again on this one. He hasn't got further enough in the tournament to to warrant. We'll, we'll save that one for the countdown. Let's speak about yeah. Daniel, Daniel Medvedev. Yes. Brilliant. And his match is going to be against Zverev. And they played, let's bring this up, because they played very recently. Let's see if I can find it. I believe it was at Cincinnati in the quarterfinals. Correct. And yeah, here it goes. And Zverev beat him 2-1. So the last time they played, it was on a US, well, US hard court in Cincinnati before the US Open. And Zverev won. Yeah. Do you read anything into that? Yeah. They played a lot to. of matches. And they've played, uh, it's 9-7 in the head-to-head in favour of Medvedev. I think this and is such a close match to call. Are you bored as well of seeing, which which feels like the same matches all the time? There was a tweet I think Vance put out, <laughs> and it seems like he said it seems like every other week we get Zverev Dimitrov or Zverev Medvedev. <laughs> uh, is anyone a bit tired of these two matchups? So we've had Zverev Medvedev five times this year, and Zverev Dimitrov four times. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, isn't it? I mean, fair play to Dimitrov. I mean, his name wouldn't be in that list, I don't think, unless he'd been playing well. And he has been playing fairly well. So I give him a bit of credit, Dimitrov. He's been going a bit deeper in some tournaments. But I don't think you can be bored when it's when, when you've got someone like Zverev and Medvedev on court. They're quite fiery characters. I quite like them. And I never know who's going to win. And that's the best thing about that matchup. And the head-to-head shows it. Very unpredictable. So. Yeah, I agree. And that's why maybe we shouldn't read too much into that last uh, match. Uh, but what we can read into, I guess, is Medvedev's form because a bit like Alcaraz, he does look very unbeatable. Yeah. Um, that's the only I person to beat him recently is Novak Djokovic. Before that, we obviously had the one against Zverev. He had the weird one against Dimonor, which he put right in this event. Uh, but really, these these hardcore events, he's beaten some good players en route. Uh, brushed past uh, Rublev, didn't it? The U.S. Open, yeah, and that didn't look like much of a much of an issue at all. Beat Tommy Paul, which I think is actually a really tough opening round, and then Dimonor, yeah. in which he had to serve for the first set a few times and ended up going to tiebreak, I believe, and then got through yeah. Umber, who's in form. Yeah. So Medvedev, I think. 
is there or thereabouts bad class. And considering he's just beaten him at the US Open, I'm very fascinated to see that matchup if we are to get it in the final. Uh, yeah. Reason being, I've always been saying that Medvedev can't handle Alcaraz and won't beat him, but we, he's proved us wrong at the US Open. Is that a one-off, or is that now him working him out a little bit? I want to see no. the matchup if we were to get it in the final. I'm just not sure if we will because, like I said at the beginning, I reckon Alcaraz Verev. Well, isn't it funny how tennis works out? And when you look at the this draw as well for Medvedev, if you'd said to me maybe a year ago, to- Tommy Paul, Alex de Menor and Ugo Umber, I would have gone like, God, he's had an easy like run through there. But the the way that all of those players, Tommy Paul's in incredible form right now <laughs> and he just destroyed him, 6-2, 6-1. Alex de Menor, this was actually the Alex de Menor, The He was playing fantastic. Like you said, Medvedev was unable to serve out for the set when, and it, they ended up going tie-break in that first Twice set. Twice he tried to it, serve it out. It was, it was incredible. De Menor was playing fantastic yeah. stuff. Still didn't win a set. And this Umber, don't know what happened to him. He was just hitting winners all over the place against Rublev and obviously emulated that again in the second set against Medvedev. I think Medvedev, in that US Open, he was the scary Medvedev. And that's what makes Djokovic's win even more crazy. It was that... That it was good. good. It, it was, was that good, Medvedev. I, I don't know who else can beat him. He, the way he handled Alcalaz, maybe he'll be able to do it again, but this is not five sets. This is three sets. He might not need it, the way he played against Alcalaz last time. So, I'm, I, yeah, I really am looking forward to it. Uh, the last person on the list is Yannick Sinner. We have touched on him a little bit, um, but I'll let you have your say. Obviously, he's turned a corner this year. Yeah. I would say mentally he's become a little bit stronger and more resilient in big moments. I think technically he's only got better. I'm just worried about these non-stop illnesses, sicknesses and injuries. And I feel with that hanging over him, it's back to the physical side for me, not the <laughs> mental. Now, like his, his mental's come on a little bit and I'm looking, he's looking like a player who can beat these top players. Physically, I don't know if it's still the case, and you can maybe say he's a bit unfortunate. Maybe that part of it, but I don't know. Going into this one, just not giving him much hope against Alcaraz. Just feel like it's a broken record, isn't it, with the Annex Sinner? Um, we have this what two years ago, and I still feel that we've not got over the fact that he's still getting sick or he's still having these like body issues, really that he's unable to overcome. Is this going to be the moment where he overcomes it? Bear in mind, he's not well at the moment. He's winning tennis matches still. If he can beat Alcaraz with a cold or with an illness, then that would be a big mental jump for him. I feel like I have him in a a category of like a Coco Goff. If he manages to get a slam, I think it will do him wonders for the rest of his career. But until he gets it, I worry for him because I feel that he's in his own head all the time. Does he need somebody else in the box? Maybe just to give him a little bit of, uh, I don't know, like mental strength in like times on court because he, sometimes he looks a little bit lost out there and he doesn't know where to turn to. And he's 
used plan A and plan B, and there doesn't ever seem to be a plan C for Yannick Sinner. Well, the Karotas, they're probably plan C. Looks to them in the crowd. <laughs> Maybe. I've actually got a really good image. I did send it to you. I don't know if you've got it up. Let me have a look. And it's from Relevant Tennis, and there's an image of the Fox uh, and El oh, yeah. Toro, Carlos Sandicalas. So that's the cool graphic. Um, looking at that image, you'd fancy El Toro to beat the Fox. Yeah. It looks a little bit more fierce and bigger. Just a bit, <laughs> but a fox can be quite sly. Mm, well, that's all he's got to go off, just being a bit sly. Oh, I'm clutching here, Ben. Looking at that image, I wouldn't give the fox much chance. I mean, if that's Alcaraz, what's Rafa look like? <laughs> that's what I want to know. She's the sun, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> God, I mean, it's a good image, though. I like it. Look at that. Right. Elton. Anyway, let's let's get to the predictions. We've enough of the talking. Uh, I'll leave that on actually. Faffing about. Like yeah, we'll one. start with this one. <laughs> so this is the first one. So Yannick Sinner on the left, on the right, Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, you say the head to heads, neck and neck. Yeah. We've seen some fantastic matches between the two of them. Which way do you see this one going? After saying all that I said, I see this one being... Well, number one on the line as well. We've had Kalani need to pick up points. Yeah, I mean, he looks unstoppable this week. I don't think Sinner's going to be able to stop him. I don't even think it's going to go three sets. I think it's going to be a breaker set and it's going to be 6-3, six, 6-4. Six, yeah, I think it's, I think something pretty similar. I'm also going to be going for the straight sets, Adkaraz victory. Um and I think the second set could be rather one side. I think we could see a seven five, six two, or a Oof. six one. Oof. Wow. There we go. That's my prediction. Let me know in the comment section what you guys think. Um Am I being harsh? Is Sinner gonna surprise us? Only time will tell. Let's wait and see for that. In the meantime, let's get to these two. Zverev versus Medvedev. This one is tough to predict. <laughs> and I'll let you go first again because I'm not this sure what way I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you went through the the fact that they're both in amazing form, and both six foot six, both have massive serves. The only thing which tilts it slightly for me would just be I don't know. There's just something about Daniel Medvedev at the moment. I feel that he's he's back. It's the real Daniel that we've been waiting for for all this time. And I just don't know if if Zverev has the mental edge to be able to edge him out of every 40-shot rally that they go into. So I'm going to be going for Medvedev, but I still think it will be three sets. And I think we'll have two tie breaks. And I think the final set will be a 6-3 Medvedev. So not tie break then? No, two tie breaks first two. Okay. I think it's also going to go three sets. Beginning of the tournament, I thought Zverev will make the final. Um, I feel like I might change my mind and actually agree with you. Stick your guns. No, I'm not going to stick with my guns. <laughs> Sticking your guns. No, I'm not. I'm, I feel like I'm going to change my mind. Uh, Pre tournament, I said Zverev, Adkaz. I think now Medvedev's going to beat him. And the logic behind it is I just have a feeling. That's it. It must be the same feeling I'm getting as well. The feeling. 
I feel like he's a bit unstoppable at the moment. And you know when we did the countdown and then I said, well, if Medvedev wins all of these tournaments, yeah. you're like, he's not going to win three tournaments in a row. I, was like, I just think it's going to make it more interesting as well, having them both in the final because we get to see the US Open repeat and yep. they're both gaining points on. It makes it both possible for them to then become world number one. That stays yep. alive. There's a lot more narratives, I feel, with them both in the final. And I just think it's going to happen just to make the remainder of the year a little bit more interesting. Yeah, no Djokovic. Second best, isn't it? Medvedev, Alcalas. But yeah, I think Paris will be spectacular because, of course, that is the return of Novak Djokovic. And um, he's favourite, definitely. The way he's been playing this year, it's hard to ever rule him out. Indeed. Uh, but there we go. That is our Beijing semi-final roundup. Uh, we will be bringing you a draw preview tomorrow for Shanghai. And that one is, is it pretty stacked? I feel like there's a lot of big players it's in. Everybody, yeah. Like, what, how big is the draw? It's a big Much draw. Masters, yeah. I mean, it's like as many as you can. Yeah, I mean, it's a big one. Uh, big shout out, actually, as well. I know that we don't normally do it, but well done to Sebastian Offner. He got to the semi-finals in Astana. He beat Dominic team in an incredible performance. He went out to Manorino, but he has cracked the top 50 for the first time in his career. I don't want to say we had anything to do with it, but since he met us, his career has been on the upward trajectory. I mean, ask Karatsev, ask Ofner. They seem to be doing pretty well since speaking to GTL, don't they, JG? Yeah, and Peter Terebko. Uh, <laughs> no, Yannick Kampman. after <laughs> Yannick Kampman's doing very well too. True, uh, but yeah, let's wrap it up there. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and let us know in the comment section who you have winning Beijing and what you make of the Shanghai draw. We've had a little look. We'll react later on tomorrow. But for now, good night, good morning. Uh, see you very soon. Do you have any phrases in Mandarin, Ben? No. Okay. Ciao, ciao. ciao. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.